new on CuriosityStream. Grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis in the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Good morning, Mr. TK. All right. Wind in our hair, ready to go. Let's go. Just you ready and I today, buddy. Ready to go. The two of us. Just the go. two of us. Oh, if only they made we a song. We can make it if we try. If we only had a beat. If we only <laughs> had a voice. Well, Mr. TK, welcome to the show. The Toronto Real Estate Show, at least for now. Welcome all the listeners. Yeah, I, I looked at the title of your invitation for the show. What does it say? We're a little off. Rin, Rinto we're, record. No, Rinto. it was like the yeah, it was like the first VR podcast of you know the Toronto. Ah, uh, yes. We're not there. We're not there. Another fail. Yes, okay. we will get we're there. On it. We're working on it. We got big things. We got big things going on, don't we, TK? With our more sixteen viewers, we're more ready to rock and roll. Well, welcome to those 16 viewers and listeners. Welcome to welcome. all of you who are okay. listening to the show simultaneously. And you can check us out, obviously, on YouTube. That's where, uh, you know, the main uh, comments are. And, and definitely come over from podcast uh, channels and like, comment, and subscribe. But if you're listening on YouTube, you can also go and check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you find podcasts. I listen to my podcast on Spotify. Let's plug let's plug Spotify. Maybe they'll sponsor Spotify, us. sure. I go on Spotify. It's free. It's cool. Joe Rogan's on there and all the other like uh, you know Spotify is uh, real, free. Real estate and other related podcasts that I listen to. I pay nothing. Wow. And, it, and it's good because then I can just listen to it. Like where YouTube, you have to keep the app open unless you want to pay twenty bucks a month, which I don't. So I just go into Spotify and it just plays in the background and I can do all sorts of stuff while I'm listening to my podcast. Well. If we want to increase our listenership to 17, check us out on Spotify. But we're not here to promote us, right, TK? Never. We don't really care. We're not doing a very good job listens. of it. If, if That's we are. true. That's so, true. Yeah. But there is some crazy shit going on, not only in Toronto, but the world seems to be just going bananas right now. Did you see the to... stock market? I know. Holy. I know. Did you see the crypto market? The crypto market. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my! There was a God. lot of money lost this week, and I'm not checking out. I'm not looking at any more accounts for at least another like six days. I need. We I need time a, the crypto market perfectly. <laughs> Holy! It's like the minute I went in, it just decided to just take a nosedive, like a yeah. continuous nice nosedive. Well, it's a good thing I'm not an expert in crypto. Yeah. Unfortunately, for most listening, I'm not really much of an expert in real estate, but. We do know a couple of things here, right, TK? Yeah, my, my crypto is definitely 100% the money that I'm okay losing. Like, you know, I've, I've always kept that mindset and any money I've made in it, it's like, I don't really even look at it. I never plan on selling it. What am I really going to do with it anyways for now, right? Yeah, but I mean, everybody, listen, 
that might be in fact true. And I, I, I have used money that I, there's no money I'm okay losing. How about that? Sure. I don't like losing money at all. I'm pretty good but at it, but, but I don't like are, it. The stocks are killing, are killing, killing uh, things right now. It's a mess. Well, hopefully the real estate market doesn't follow suit, but it seems like doing here fantastic. in Toronto, it would take a hell of a like influence to crash this thing. First, first, I want to make an announcement, Daryl. Uh-oh. You told me to, um, about two weeks ago, you suggested that I get a Twitter account. Okay. And I wanted to I make did, I did. an official an official announcement that I did sign up for Twitter. Whoa, look now, at you. You would think I would do it in an ordinary way where I would go and get an account and I would put my name and my face and my business and all that kind of stuff on there. And I would follow people that I'm interested in and then tweet, you know, relevant, important facts, just like everybody else. But I'm not really into Twitter. So I did something you, else. What did you do? I went undercover. Undercover, undercover. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I set up a bunch of fake accounts, and all I did was tweet a bunch of shit on your post. <laughs> and had you going you? for the last two weeks. I'm not going to say dick? it on, on. I'll tell you afterwards. Oh, but all I just wanted to God. see how you responded to all the like naysayers and nimbiers and all that kind of stuff. Oh no! And it did not disappoint me. <laughs> and, well. And, and you actually cleaned it up after the first few, I was like, oh, this is too good. And then I was like, I could go down some really dark roads here, but I'm like, that's not going to be very like kosher. So oh, I, God. I ended up just cleaning it up a little bit and you handled it very respect respectfully. So can you give me a though. hint? Can you give me a hint here? Well, hold on. Let me plug my Twitter account since it's real. Check sure. me out at the Frankfurt report. Yeah. I deleted Twitter this morning because oh. it's just not for me. You're really good at it, though, Daryl. You're really you guys should check out Daryl's Twitter feed. He's uh, he's funny and he's got lots of good info, too. And he actually gives you articles to look Who into. Who the hell were you? I got in so many Twitter battles this week. I was yeah. in a bad mood. My contractor is pissing me off and I needed somebody to take it out on. Twitter yeah. is a wonderful place to get your aggressions out. Yeah. The problem is, is it's a wonderful place to create new aggressions. Absolutely. Yeah. On top of like, new aggression. I feel like it's super easy just to be able to just throw out a comment and have no real repercussions. Oh my God. They're faceless people over there. Like you can yeah. basically say anything. My profile picked, I literally typed in the words funny looking people and I found a f on Google images and I was like that guy. And that's what I would put my face as. Oh, Mr. Weiner. Uh, you John, Are... John Weiner. Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious oh, good stuff. Good stuff. You did well, though. You passed the test, Daryl. Oh, my God. Uh, not on all of them. All right. TK. Yeah. Toronto real estate. Yes. This is crazy, Phil. Okay. It's, it's, it's going pretty well. Pretty well. We're, we're for who, though? See, this is the thing. I, so before the show, I'm thinking mm. I, th I would imagine that most of the people that watch the show regularly and of course, including you and me, we're very, very happy when the market's going up, up, up and up, right? This is a little bit of a crazy, unsustainable pace that's been sustained for 30 years. But for the low-hanging fruit realtors, there's nothing to do. There's no money to be made. There's no listings. There's no buyers. 
Like, it's got to be tough. Those are the guys that are like, yeah, this has to stop. We need a more balanced market because, like, I got to make some fucking money already. The buyers, oh, what a disaster. If you're a buyer who is actually trying to live in a house, this is a nightmare. This is an absolute nightmare unless you are stocked and, like, ready to go with a ton of dough. Let's forget about real estate being a place that people need to live, even though that's exactly what it's there for. (laughs) But let's just pretend it's strictly just a public open market. If the stock market crashes, right? Who celebrates that? If the crypto market crashes, who celebrates that? Right? If the (laughs) Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not something that people are all excited about because it costs, you know, lost jobs. it, It affects the economy. It creates recessions. Nobody ever really cheers for the stock market crashing and everybody losing their jobs and unemployment rate skyrocketing, right? So in real estate, it's the same thing, except you've got this other side of the coin, which is when that happens, there's so much prosperity in so many areas from the economy to the real estate, housing related jobs, construction, all that kind of stuff to people pulling money out to be able to get themselves debt free or, you know, go on vacations, whatever they use that money for. But the other side of the coin is entry level buyers aren't able to get in. Oh, and I mean, let's think this through logically. Let's say the buyers who are praying to God for a correction. Well, there's a couple of comments here. So first of all, let's say we have a 30% correction. What I'm hearing, and I don't, I can't quantify it right now, and it makes sense to me because the market's gone up so much, 30% correction takes us back to last year's prices, right? Which was still a crazy, overvalued, ridiculously high market. But everybody's crying, and this is a good segue, that like the reason prices are going up is because all the investors are buying up all the inventory, right? Well, when the market crashes and the banks have disappeared, right? Um, And all the buyers are now nervous because they've never bought, like the first time homeowners, they never bought anything. They don't like buying in a crash. They want a crash, but they're going to be scared shitless and unfinanceable who's buying the inventory when it crashes who's sitting there going fuck yeah i hope this thing crashes i got like billions of dollars right robert (laughs) kiyosaki yeah right and guys like him are sitting there going yes i'm buying like i'm buying now i'm buying later and when this thing crashes it's on sale discounts oh my favorite discounts right yeah so, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? There's, there's a point in the big short. There's a, there's a movie, you know, the big short where they're talking about the 2008 Great Recession. And uh, when the guy finally realizes when everybody starts getting excited that, you know, he was able to um, forecast the, the, um, the collapse of the Lehman Brothers and everything else. Um, I remember the moment that he says to it, what, what wasn't a good feeling was the fact that when that crash happens, the poverty that's going to, that's going to come from it, the, the broken families, the, the homelessness, you know, the, you know, tragedies basically. Right. And that's what people don't understand is like anybody cheering for a crash is only looking out for themselves. Like there's no like altruism or anything that they're not trying to figure out how to help the rest of society, or they're really hoping that everything's going to work out. Right. It's like, I just want to pay less money, even though all these other people are going to be hurt from it. Right. So you have to look at it like that too. Um, sure. And that well, would be the, devastating if something like that ever happened, which by all accounts, it ain't happening. Well, 
I can't see anything in the numbers that would make me think for one second that there is a chance at all that there's going to be a correction in Toronto. And let me just pull up my wonderful share screen here. Do you see the Treb numbers? Yeah. Or my calendar? Hang on. <laughs> no, I see your Treb numbers. Okay. So look at this crazy number here. 6,086 active listings, 56% change from last year. Inventory is getting gobbled up. Well, and I don't think that like November and December are high inventory months to begin with in a normal period. I mean, I guess this is comparing to like a, actually, Last year, it was rip-roaring at this time, wasn't it? There was a ton of inventory. But I think historically, like, things Remember the conversation now, actually right? you and I had about a year ago? We were, we were still trying to figure out if this was pent-up demand or not. Pent you and I, a, a year ago today, you and I were talking about pent-up demand. We're like, is this really still pent-up demand? Like, what's pent-up demand? Like, what does that even mean? Are we still right. dealing with the people who didn't buy in March and April, and now they're buying November, December? Like, that doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I mean, people are moving right now. I've got a ton of people who are looking to make a move for very legitimate reasons. They need Give to me a home. reason. Give me a legitimate reason. They want a larger home because their family's growing. Can they afford a larger home? They can afford a larger home. They can afford hundreds okay. of thousands of dollars more. So there we go. So that's two things that are important. Already, that they've, that they've, that the, than what they're already in. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wanting so a home eight, from 800 is, to 1.2 or from a million to 1.5. Like it's like li literally they can make that jump. And they can make that jump at a, at like a certain interest rate, right? Of course. Yeah. So, so soon as an interest rate change, all of a sudden the jump becomes maybe a hop or a leap instead yes. of a jump or a large right? step. It's a large, well, step. a large step instead yeah. of a, 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 a jump, but like really half a point, makes a difference, right? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. 5% of your buying power. And, and so another topic I think we talked about a, about a year ago, uh, might be a little more, might be a little less, is, is the Manhattanization of this city. And, and, and this is what we're going to see continuously. I don't see a chart anywhere and maybe I'll create it, but like the, the comparison of renters to ownership in the city of Toronto is going to constantly go like this and and the gap will I think get a bigger. lot slower than than what you what you might think slower if there's no crash for sure but the minute there's a crash it's gonna jump like five yeah. ten percent in one year what i like about the manhattanization of toronto would be and this is just reality you know this is just it's an it's unfortunate but it is what it is is more condos higher density in the core smaller units affordable options for people to buy when i when people say affordable like i don't want the houses that are currently on the market right now for two million dollars to be sold for less okay like i said that's going to be a catastrophe for people who are going to be able to not get into the market affordable just means like something that makes sense maybe you're going to have to buy a condo in a location that you know is not so fantastic and that there's going to be a large density in that area where you know the units are going to be a little bit smaller but you're getting into the market you know, because you need that forced savings because you're financially illiterate. You don't know how to save money. You don't know how to put money into 
you know, investments that are going to grow and outpace the real estate market. So you go and you put it into this investment vehicle, real estate, and instead of paying rent, you pay your mortgage down. And as time goes, you're growing your equity so that you can build wealth. And when you get married or you get a better job or you save some money or you inherit money from your parents, the baby boomers who did really well in this market, it's not their fault that that happened. Then you can go and buy a bigger unit and have, you know, the life that you want, but it doesn't, we don't need to crash for that to happen. People just need to be responsible and and, patience and, and make the decisions and, and make the realistic decision. If you can't afford to buy an $800,000 property, well, you know, I'm sorry to say that that's just not in the cards for you today. doesn't mean it's not going to be there eventually, but you know, I just uh, sold a young uh, 20 something year old girl, a half a million dollar condo, you know, for her to be able to live in. That's like, not that, not that big, you know, because she's making the sacrifice. She's saying, look, this is fine. I'm it's a 480 square foot studio. Sure. And listen, you know, who's really kicking themselves right now, like, like kicking themselves and banging their face against the wall are the people that like were waiting a little longer to build up more of a deposit instead of just buying that condo they could have afforded like three, four years ago, right? Yeah. Had they put whatever they had down into the market, moved into yeah. something and lived there for a few years and made that sacrifice, like look, how much more would it be now? I mean, imagine a few years ago you moved to Oshawa, right? You're you're making out like you're moving to Rosedale next from Oshawa, right? You're like, making out like a bandit. It's right? crazy. And our, our think about the return here. <clears throat> yeah. So this is cre- credit to um, Richard Wontora. He's on uh, our team. He's one of my partners, and uh, he's very good at this type of stuff. And he created this graph. You know. Um, systematically you know each month he's been recording these numbers so this is an oshawa detached um home average price versus months of inventory so the red line is the average price the blue bars are the uh months of inventory and right now from november 2021 there's like so crazy i don't know how many days that is seven days seven days of detached oshawa homes left in the inventory like what there's is, just nothing oh, for sale. months of inventory. So months we inventory, have less right? than so, half a month. Dude. Ooh. Yeah. Less than half a month. Half oh a month. my God. Yeah. It's half, a, half a month. That's like seven, seven, eight days of inventory. Oh right. my God. So things are getting just gobbled up right now. And this is just Oshawa detach. It look at the is, price difference in two years. It doubled. Yeah, it so almost doubled. From like, you can see he's highlighted a few points up you two, two year over year change 72%. Right. So now I went and I went and bought a place for 558. You know, I put down my 20%, you know, so I dropped like a hundred and let's say $10,000. Right. Now the average home has gone up 400,000. Right. So my 110,000, I just earned another, whatever my mortgage pay down is, everything like that. I just four times my money, you know, where else are you getting that? Crypto, if you're on the right side of it. If you're on the right side, not our side. Not our side. On the right side, right? So this- that, you know, like, again, you know, what an amazing investment vehicle. So that guy who said uh, two years ago, shit, I got to move to Oshawa. Oh, man. But my realtor told me this is all I can afford because my budget's 520 and I need four bedrooms and there's just nothing else out there. And that guy sucked it up for his own, you know, I'm going to be taking the train every day. I'm going to be driving on the 407 or whatever he did to be able to make that move is now saying to himself, wow, what a, what a genius I am, you know? 
What a great move. I should get my realtor a basket for Christmas, right? I should get my real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Get my real estate license. That's the first step. That's what we need. More realtors. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at this. I'm really good. I should get my I should get my real estate license. It's like all the flippers. Did you see my tweet about realtors this week? Uh, yeah, you said something. Most realtors suck balls. Did you like yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I think like that I think one. I, I think I commented negatively on that too. Did John Weiner or Weiner at least follow me? Something. You know what? No, but I'll do. Before I deleted my Twitter, but I'll I'll redo Very it, follow you, and then delete it. Sorry, I'm new to this. Hey, so so TK in the 905, an average detached home now is yeah. 1.5 million dollars. A good deal. It, it it's crazy. It's a good deal. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, now 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 like Oshawa, one of the conversations now is like these these outskirt towns that across the world have been booming at like Austin, Texas, Oshawa. Um, all Montreal is going banana, like all kinds of, I guess, not major cities, or I guess all kinds of cities that people wouldn't normally want to live in have gone bazonkers, right? So, so is this, is this actually sustainable? Do you think that this is something that's going to continue? Can the, can, can the 905 and the 416's average detached prices be this close for, for this much longer? I want, I want to get away from the stats, but look, I guess my last comment will be um, no. Okay. And, and I'm not saying the prices. Uh, I'm saying the, the gap, the gap between the, the 416 and the 905. In February 2020, the gap average price was about $420,000 between February, 2020, um, detached homes, 905, 416. In February, 2021, it was down to like $200,000, right? So the gap closed and now it's back up again, right? Mm. Three, three and a, three, 350 or something like that. So the gap fluctuates. So the answer is no, it's not always gonna be there. And it depends on number of sales, depends on who's buying, it depends on, trends it depends on what people are doing as far as you know work from home and all that kind of stuff um and it and it will always be toronto up in front and it will always that gap will always fluctuate well it does seem that uh, toronto's numbers are heavily influenced by condominiums now as well like when you're looking at averages and if you look at the sales like nothing nothing increased in sales other than condos last month Everything was negative. Oh, except for, I think, to uh, semis to in Toronto's or townhouses. That's why people are, are moving to digital assets. You can't buy. You can't. There's so much capital out there, Daryl. There is so much money out there. It's ridiculous. People ridiculous. are reaching out in every single area of every investment that you could possibly think of. And they're saying, where can I, you know, where can I put this money? And that's why maybe a lot of people left stocks and everything like that, because now bonds, treasuries and things like that more, you know, stable securities are starting to have better rates. Um, and, and people are saying, you know, Hey, I got, I've got all this money. Let's, let's see what we can do with it. Right. But there's a ton of, there's a ton of cash out there. Tons of cash. I'm in a, I'm in a lot of real estate investment groups. We've got a good, we got a good guest coming up uh, this month, but um, just the amount of people willing to do private loans. Mm-hmm. 
right? People who are just like, look, I got money in an RSP. I got money in this. I got, I got, you know, this much available. You know, this is the interest rate I'm looking for. And it's just a ton of people out there just throwing money around. Who needs money? Who needs money? You got a project? You got a project? I got a project. You got, like, you know, someone ties up a property and, and gets it under contract. And there's just like a lineup of people saying, look, I'm in. You, you want a, you know, a limited partner? I'm in. What can we do? Are you right. talking about for like small residential like houses? Or are you talking about family? For... There's developments. There's international developments. People are doing different things in different parts yeah. of like the world, Caribbean, South America. It's a lot oh, of money out there. A lot of money out there, and there's some yeah. crazy, crazy deals going on right now. Like unbelievable like stuff. Like what? Deals Just on what? Big, big money on like new, uh, like office buildings. Like, for example, I was at a party this week for Collier's uh, Christmas party and mm -hmm. they were like, there were some heavy hitters there, man, talking about some, some crazy deals. I, I can't get into them because I would be breaking confidence, but like deals that I never, ever would have imagined changing hands are changing hands for astronomical valuations that they seem to be able to make sense out of. And I mean, a very easy way to make sense out of a deal is if people will give you money to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can come up with an angle that people are willing to buy into, especially right now, it's not too difficult to find money. And there's a lot of dumb money out there right now. Yep. A lot of dumb money that just pulled out of the stock market, made a fortune by accident, just pulled out of crypto, made a fortune by accident. Mm -hmm. And th they don't know what to do, especially now that everything else is crashing. Like, where else are people going to put their money now? Everything else is crashing. Gold didn't do fuck all for the last two years. Right. Bonds are down. Like everything is on its way down. So where will this money flow? It's not going to China. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think. But it, uh, listen, China's trying to kick out everybody and trying to trying to kill their own people and taking over businesses. Right. Yeah. Like nobody's going to invest in China unless they're absolutely insane right now, especially the real estate market. Maybe some, I don't know, BlackRock might see uh, some kind of a crazy investment deal they can take over there. But I don't even know if the government will let anybody come in with money now. Remember that um, that project I showed you in Markham that uh, with those big return promises. Yeah, they were all they were funded like that. Oh, in in eight seconds, eight yeah. seconds, two hundred and thirty two percent return on investment. Something more than that it was like double that. It was like double that. Well, why would the real why would the developer give half of that deal away? Why wouldn't they just go borrow money at two percent and keep a hundred percent of the deal? They, they try. They must right? know something. Yeah. No, they must know something. <laughs> There's some fine print there, right? There's some fine print there. It's crazy. But anyway, so Toronto region home sales, top November record. Prices reach all-time highs. That's nothing new. What is no. interesting, though, is that by November, we already obliterated the all-time number of sales in the city. And we still have all of December left, which is normally a super slow month. But I have a feeling that people's strategies for December will be, it's normally pretty slow. So we should be out there like very active because if you want to get a house, now's the time and interest rates are going up. And blah, 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 blah. Imagine if you're a buyer right now and you're going to say, you know what? I'll just take a break for the holidays. I'll take a break. Then it went I'll up take 30 a grand. 
<laughs> what do you mean you're going to take a break? Everybody's going to say they're taking a break. Now's the time. It's an opportunity. And if a seller puts their house up in December, they're motivated. Trust me. There is they're not, no putting their, they're not testing the market in December just to kind of see what happens. They're putting it on there because they either bought or they're going to you know, be selling no matter what. There's, there's high motivation there. When I sold that house at, the, in, at Young and Finch in January, at the end of January last year, the guy closed it in December flip, for flip. a million. Yeah. yeah. And he sold it for 1.39 million 60 days later. Okay. Almost $400,000 for a little bit of lipstick, right? That's the type of increases that we can see going into the new year when all of a sudden the inventory doesn't, because everyone's like, well, inventory is going to rise in the new year. Based on what? I got news for everybody. Do you, do you realize how long it will actually take to ramp up inventory to a level where it may balance the market? Yeah. Forget about switching to a buyer's market. Yeah, it have to. This is today. a buyer's market. It have to be drastic, and it would take six months. Something has to like literally yeah. fall on the CN Tower from yeah. out of the uh, like from from space, which. Yeah. From what I've been reading lately, might actually be a possibility. I think it's already <laughs> happened. I think it's already happened. Which is a let's, get, scary. let's get into our new our new topics of the show, Daryl. Let's. Yes. What else? Which Do you have anything one? else to talk? I about? have a. I have. Something. Let's go right into Zillow. Let's go into Zillow because this is a good uh, soft a soft uh, lead. Because soft this is lead. basically. I got a hard lead after that, but yeah, okay, soft so this lead is, Zillow. This is a soft lead. So. This is traditional real estate, right? So this is Zillow in the States. Zillow basically came out and they were, you know, well-funded by Silicon Valley. They were a company that took over. They wanted to compete against realtor.com in the States. They um, started with, you know, just like, like home listings and things like that. And then they ended up coming up with their buyer program, which other companies like Redfin, Red Door, Open Door, I don't know, all these other companies in the States have, but they were coming up with this Zestimate, which now we've got House Sigma's estimates, right? So, so the Zestimate would then have um, an algorithm, look at all the information, come up with a, a valuation of somebody's home. So you could go online, figure out what your home is. And then Zillow was buying people's homes for that amount of money. The, the, the big testing area that they did it was in Phoenix. And because there's a lot of cookie cutter homes, they were actually profiting. And I think that they were actually selling the homes for more money because they would fix them up, sell them, and they profited. Why? just like every other flipper in the history of real estate has been successful because the market went up. As soon as the market started to shift a little bit, now they're losing money, just like every other flipper in the history of flips. You know, Losing like, money, their stock's down like 76%. They, they're so, getting killed. So, so they laid off 25% of their people. I think they had to list somewhere close to 8,000 homes. They were buying one in 100 homes in the United States. Oh, and they ramped up like one in very recently. homes that were sold were being bought by Zillow. And what they were accused of is they were accused of manipulating the market because what they were relying on making the market, making the market, what they were, what they were relying on is they were relying on comps. And so in order to be able to sell the 50 homes that they just bought on the West side of town, they would buy another 50 houses on the East side for a higher price. And then now everyone would look at the comps and say, well, they sold on the east side for this much money. We're going to go. And then they, they would sell all those ones on the west side because of the comps. Then they would go and buy another on the north end and say, we'll buy 50 more for this price. And they kept on going. And eventually that rope ran out. Not a new strategy, by the way. Like there's nothing but new this about scale, this. It's on, this on a scale, scale that is unprecedented. Is, yes. For sure. And, and, and so, they're not the only ones. 
doing no, they're this, not the only right? ones and they're and they're still doing it and we've got companies that are like claiming to do it here like uh properly um you know there's other there's other like digital companies who say that they're going to do it and then really but really aren't the issue with doing it in ontario is the land transfer tax and the closing costs there's a lot of administration costs in the states it's not like that for a few hundred bucks you get a notary and you're closing the deal you got like no no closing costs right so it's a little bit different so when you sure, buy it for yeah. 300 and you need and you sell it for 320 right and your agent fees are 16 you know you made your four grand and you're and you're walking away and you're unscathed here sure. your agency fees on top of your um closing costs you need to sell it for like a 30 percent profit to be able to actually make it work right yeah. so so this is an example of too much technology in an antiquated system real estate is old school it is by far one of the most resistant industries to technology can't agree with that you can't agree no, I don't think it's a case of too much technology. I think whoever okay. created the algorithm screwed up. And Good. one of the assumptions that real estate always goes up must have been baked into this thing because it doesn't seem like they took into account that there's the possibility that it flattens or goes down. I agree with you. I think, but I think we just said the same thing. Too much technology in 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 a system that requires. No, it's just more technology that needed to be tweaked a little bit. It's a, a big human. lesson. By a human. By a human. At the moment, until they make that AI able to okay. self-correct. No problem. I agree with you. Until they have that AI who's able to do that, right? But Next by week. a human that was needed to be able to go in there and say, "Hey, wait a second my feelers are out there. Things aren't going the same way that they were three weeks ago. We better make sure that we adjust the AI and the, or adjust the algorithm to spit out the numbers based on what we think the market's doing now. Now, what's really interesting is that how can the algorithm even know if it's the one making the market, if it's the one buying the 50 houses and then buying the 50 houses and then buy what it's comparing to itself, right? Yeah. It's not comparing to a market now. Yes. It's a real fuck up, but they'll it figure it out if they don't go bankrupt first. And if they don't figure it out, somebody else will figure it out. And the reality here is that we can make BlackRock and Zillow and whoever the hell Brookfield and all these guys like the evil empires taking over all the housing. But until there is a better asset for them to buy or until we completely change how the system works, corporation what you don't think amazon is going to amazon's buying all their commercial real estate now eventually amazon with their hordes of cash and their crazy profits like what are they going to have to invest in once they've invested in all their warehousing and all their robots and eliminated all the people they're going to start buying real estate like crazy yeah and it's not like amazon's an extreme example there will be so many others that find a better algorithm or who raise more money or who come up with a better idea. And, and it's going to just continue. The reason, the reason that real estate, the real, the reason that, you know, hard assets, gold, silver, anything like that has always been attractive is because it's finite. There's only so much land. There's only so much gold. There's only so much silver. That's why Bitcoin was attractive, right? When people said that there's a limited amount of Bitcoin that could be mined, it became what it is today. Right. And that's, and that's the, the big fundamental issue that I think people don't understand, right? When they're talking about the market crashing, 
right? Is that they think like, oh, we're, you know, we're just going to build this or we're just going to do that. Or people are, the population's growing. We're not stopping the population growth. We're not stopping. But, I mean, have you seen a, a map of Canada recently? Have you seen a map of the GTA? Well, have you seen a map of Ontario even? I mean, there's plenty of space. There, There is no shortage but, of land. It is finite. Uh, like we're not, not gonna... in the right spot though. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, if if I go outside right now, I don't even think Toronto's in the right spot, to be honest with you. It seems inhabitable, uninhabitable to me, and I have no idea why anyone in my family ever came here years ago. <laughs> but yes, there are less inhabitable places than here. Because there's, a, because there's other people uh, here, right? And so all the people are in the GTA, and we don't have, we don't have the ability to expand. We don't have the ability to go domes. south. We don't have the ability to go east or west beyond the green belt. So that this is this is the issue, and this is why people will continue to push the prices up. All right, that was our investors have pumped a record nine point five billion into prop tech this year. Love it. Prop tech. For those of you that don't know, property technology. The real estate market is the slowest market on the planet, in, like by far to adopt far. technology. Yeah. We have realtors that are like still trying to figure out how to book an appointment using the software that was implemented. I think, I think two we've years almost ago. got it. I think we've almost got it. It's getting there. Believe me, from my experience right <laughs> now, when people it's, like if you deny somebody a showing on this thing, like. Yeah. They don't know what to do next. They don't know to just pick another time. They think it's like, oh, this house isn't for sale. These people are being crazy. I'm not going to this house. Mm -hmm. The realtors don't know to just press the button again for like an hour later. I can't even believe that they don't give you like three options. Like here, we have people that want to come. Here's where we were. How about the, the they put up options? Like here's when you can come see the house. Pick one of these. Instead, it's just like, eh, we want to come that. at two o'clock. Well, nobody knows how to do it. I guarantee Well, the, the you. listing agent should be setting that up on the on the broker-based system. They literally, brokers, I don't know if uh, 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 Get Leo team has this, but somebody needs like a technology expert on the teams that is constantly teaching all of the yeah. agents like the technology and how to use it. And like maybe somebody, you know. Yeah, Richard, the guy who did the chart. Beautiful. So showed like, the chart. Somebody yeah. needs to know all this stuff because- yeah. Nobody, not 66 or 62,000 agents out there, most of which aren't even practicing real estate, or if they're practicing, you can tell they're practicing and that they have no idea what they're doing, but somebody needs to teach these people, right? Because it's going to get harder and harder and more and more. $9.5 billion pumped into PropTech. Why? Why did $9.5 billion come into the real estate industry? Because look, one tiny little thing, okay? Like booking an appointment will make you a bajillionaire, okay? You figure out a way to automate anything in real estate that people yeah. can kind of figure out how to use and you are a billionaire. So yeah, look, when money is flowing and there's opportunities to make even more of it. I'm gonna, people... I'm gonna try to get him on the show, the uh, Costa, the owner of Broker Bay. Get Costa on, and yeah, maybe he can give can everybody a lesson. I'm going to tell um, him how to improve his software. Great. I'll teach now, him. Why free. is it that so much money is going into it? Is because there is a huge industry, right? Huge. A huge industry. And even just getting that 0.2% of that uh, market 
is going to make you a billionaire. Like you said, it's just a huge, huge, huge industry. So 9.5 billion, how much of that is going to be wasted? What do you, what's Uh, your. Like 9.3 billion. Good. Okay. I'm glad (laughs) glad you know that. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be thrown and it's just going to evaporate into thin air. It's just like, this is what happens because the industry is so resilient. They just, no one wants to change. It is because of mostly because of realtors. It's also because there's a lot of people involved too, right? There's just so many different human beings that need to be retrained in order for something to actually be successful. And it does take a long time. It takes a long time. And and what's happening now is confusion because there's a lot of new things coming at people. Yes. So you and I are advocates of digital transactions, smart contracts, uh, you know, NFT, real estate, all that stuff. I'm in. Baby, I'm in. I'm I'm ready to go. It's just I am a I'm a, I'm a realist, and I understand that this is gonna take forever if it ever happens. It's gonna take a lot. It's gonna be adapt adopted. There's gonna be some serious success. There is gonna be a ton of people who will be looking for this type of transaction. But for it to be the norm, not in my lifetime. Not in my lifetime. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a while, Daryl. Once people recognize how much money they will either save, they said which that is making. They no, said but- that it, listen, everybody's come up with an idea on how to save money in a real estate transaction. And once that human being gets involved again and doesn't retweak the AI, things just fall apart. I'm telling you. Look, okay. first, I think the As very the first thing is- the dinosaurs die out. The dinosaurs dinosaurs die off. There's still still people with emotions and stuff. I think Treb is going in the right direction to at least get people familiar with what the blockchain is and people to to familiarize themselves with what an NFT is so that they can understand because the next most important step, and this is what I want to talk to you about today, and I'm hoping you have some really good ideas because maybe this is something that I will venture down. Smart contracts. Oh, I love them. They're the most important thing on the planet right now. But let's get into that in a minute. It makes no sense not to have smart contracts in the real estate industry. 100%. And I wish I knew somebody that was working on something like that, because that'd be super cool. (laughs) Um, Okay, so hold on. Before we get into that, I want to mention two things. Can can I do that? Just two, though. That's it. Just two. two. And I don't know where I'll end up, but I want to mention two things. Yeah. One, a good friend of our show. His Twitter handle is Mike in space. Did me a solid man. Good. This guy. What a, what a beautiful thing. He took the time out of his own day, which I'm sure is extremely busy and extraordinarily valuable. He took the time to make and mint my first NFT. And I'll tell you, it's not very exciting. The NFT but he did it all for me. And what we're going to do, TK, is we're going to give it away for free on the show. I love it. I don't know when. Or how. I might be able to figure out how. Okay. But it will be an opportunity for one of our subscribers. So if you're not subscribed, now might be a good time to hit that mm-hmm. button, hit that notification bell, press that like button or smash it and bless the uh, the algorithm. 
from the heavens, <laughs> the, the almighty algorithm. Please give us some views. <laughs> oh my goodness! But if um, you are a sub of the show, no, no, it's, it's a it's a one of one, right? It's a one. It of is one. a one of one. It will never be recreated or reproduced. You can yep. put it in your portfolio. You can yep. sell it. You can sell it. Maybe you can make four dollars. Who knows? Maybe if you sell it at the right time, it will be touted as Daryl Frankfort's first NFT. Like there could be value there one day. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. but hundred percent. At the very like least, sarcophagus. You know what I mean? Like this is this you is don't some know high valued stuff here. You want to hang on to this forever. I don't know if it'll be too exciting opening up my sarcophagus one day. You don't know what you might find in there. Who knows what I've hidden? But we are going to give away this NFT. It has to do with real estate. It is a it. digital rendering. It is kind of cool and kind cool. of not, depending on your perspective. It's super cool. Yeah. But it will be available to one of our beautiful subscribers soon. Yep. Now, the other thing, and thank you, Mike in space. Thank you, Mike. Wherever you are, wherever you are. And guys, go check out this guy's Twitter feed. Mike in space, I think. What's the Twitter handle? How does this work? At Mike in space. This guy, he's like, he's a NFT maker. I, I got to think this guy's a billionaire. He has something, you know, Pepe the frog. Pepe? Do you know Is Mike Pepe? in space not our friend, Mike? Um, I mean, I don't think so. Here, I'm going to... Wouldn't put... it make sense that that would be also... It was a thought of mine as well, I must say. Here, I'm going to share my screen momentarily so we can see. He's got one of these crypto punks, Mike in space. He is all about the NFTs, man. Look at this. All about the NFTs. Shout out to Mike in space. Thank you so much, my friend, Mike in space. Really appreciate that. Now, the other thing, are you ready for this? Maybe Get ready, everybody, because this is crazy. I don't know if you've seen the videos or you've read the articles about a humanoid, rob- humanoid robot made in the UK called mm-hmm. Amica. Have you seen mm-hmm. this, TK? Get ready, folks. Jumps and break dances, that, that one? No, this, uh, this one is going to be watching your kids or building your house or cleaning your floors. What? It seems a little. Whoa. Watch this. Watch this. Super cool. Uh-huh. Total cost? $100,000. million. 100000 UK. What's that? 150 grand US? Look how real these expressions are. I'm going to eat your children. Yes, I will kill you. Yeah, I love it. Good job. Is that creepy and amazing all at the same time? Yeah. Which would you vote for? Creepy or amazing? I'm a little creeped out and you know what? Quite you know what movie I just watched? I just watched the new Tom Hanks movie called Oh, how was that? Um I want to see that. What is that one called? I don't know. Frank Hank? Buddy? Somebody? No, I can't remember. I think it was Hank. My buddy? His name's Tom Hanks. I don't think it was Hank. Shit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So the um, operatives, like the, the, you know, um, 
you know, direct operatives or whatever it is, like the, the programming that the robot has is like not to hurt humans and, and things like that too, which is sure. going to, which is going to be the main thing for any one of these robots to be able to be created. Right. Is the very first thing is going to be like, do not hurt humans and do not uh, let humans get hurt. Um, and as long as that happens, I think the robots are great. I definitely think that there's robotic features of construction that is necessary. You know, I think that the, the Roomba cleaning my house is by far, you know, necessary, oh. you know, Go out to Mr. TK bought us our first robot, our Roomba. We yeah. caught, we named it in dedication to you. Yes. After your son by accident. Yeah. Honor. I, re I realized and spelt it the same way. <laughs> but either so way, we have it's Connor a, it's a cool running thing. around it's our a, house. Connor does, the best his thing ever. does his job. I know you just set it and forget it. And it does. This is the thing to do. Yeah. And this is the thing. If you can figure out with anything, how to eliminate the mundane tasks of human beings, you will make a billion dollars. Yes. A little vacuum that picks up some of the stuff on the floor is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Yeah. It does Just a good the way job. it maps out the room. It does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't think that really soon you will see robots on construction sites, and robots in restaurants. And I mean, now they're talking about banning these uh, delivery robots from the, the, the sidewalks in Toronto. Did you see that? For, I've never even seen one of these things on a sidewalk and they're already getting banned because they're tripping hazards, apparently. Yeah. Blind people walking down the street, which is like yeah. definitely in the majority, right? I mean, there's tons Everybody's of blind right. people walking down the street. Yeah, uh, they are a tripping hazard for them. And I guess uh, people with disabilities, which, again, definitely the majority, um, yeah. they can't seem to navigate around the robots because most of the disabled people are moving at a pretty fast clip down these sidewalks. And, you know, you don't want to have all these tripping hazards in front of them because they're Lots moving. Everywhere. They're moving. Yeah, people are pretty easily offended these days. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate, you know. It everyone should everyone should follow Daryl on Twitter. If so you want to be, be offended, less, well, then you'll you'll get conditioned so that you won't be as easily offended. I think if they heard you uh, or or read what you said on Twitter all day long, right? So I think that that would just help them. Just you kind have, of deal with deal with their own reality, which is you know. How am I gonna know if people are real that I'm talking to now and that it's not you? Like every tweet that comes I, to I, me, I'm gonna be like, "TK, I deleted." Is that you? I'm out. I'm, I, I fessed up. I'm done. That's it. I just wanted to give you that information. That so. is funny shit. Well, yeah. I think this is a great place to end this show. Unless okay. you have something more to add. Well, the smart contracts. Oh, right. I but I don't know if... with two things and we didn't get back to this. This is the most important thing going on in the world right now. TK. I think so too. I almost feel like we should talk about it more in depth, but maybe we'll, we're trying to get Let's... somebody on the show. Who's an expert in this. So, Let's just talk about it briefly now, but we're, we're definitely going to explore this because this is huge. And the reason why I'm saying that this is the first most fundamental part of being able to get um, into the metaverse itself. The metaverse is not necessarily like VR and AR and uh, all these type of things. It just has to do with, you know, the, the use of technology to, and, and intertwine the real world and the digital world all together. This is what, this is what it is. And we're in it now. We're already in it. And while we're doing, while we're doing the uh, a, a standard real estate transaction, the fact that you've got agents in charge of, you know, the timelines, 
of their conditions, the confirmation of deposits, the, the confirmation of identities. There is so many loose ends in real estate transfer. Like it is, it is, it, it's it's mind boggling that when I look at how paperwork is done and how things are are, are done that there's not more lawsuits in, in real estate. Like it's almost like every deal, there should be some sort of contention on what's actually the, the deal that's been had, you know? And sure, the smart and contracts will solve that problem. Uh, yeah, they're going to solve a lot of the problems. I- identification, financing con- con- contingencies. Why are we paying um, a lawyer all the time to make the same contract over and over and over again? Yeah, title, title, title transfer is, is difficult right now. It's going to be very difficult because the way that the land registry works um, is, is antiquated itself. Right. So that's why right now when they're selling real estate, they're putting it into a corporate name. And then the NFT is actually just the ownership of that corporation. So you're not buying the real estate into the land registry per se. What you're buying is on, through NFTs is you're buying the ownership and shares of the corporation that owns the real estate. So that's going to take a long time too to be able to get real estate uh, transacting the way that we want it to. But the smart contract is something that can be done right away being done on a very small scale right now in yeah. real estate but it's being done with all it's, kinds it, of things it's being done privately it's being done privately so it's being done through companies who are specialists in what i'm talking about is a, is a widely accepted format that agents would be required what a way to clean up the industry what a way oh to be able God. to get us back in control and having the public served in a way that they should be which is you know their needs being cared for and having an expert in the field being actually there to walk them through the process and not just some you know, schmuck who's trying to make a commission like that. that reduce that's the costs, way reduce costs and time, Everything. time. You can security. literally, yeah, you look, I, for those of you that don't know what a smart contract is, it's basically a, a crypto token that you can purchase that has all of the information that somebody needs built into it. And it can only be finalized if everything baked into it is accomplished. So and, and you, cannot be, you know, um, replicated or or can't like, be fudged, be can't be changed. Yeah. It's like yeah. you have to do X, Y, and security. Z before yeah. this transaction takes place. And if everything is met, it transacts automatically. Yeah. And everybody knows what they're getting into because it's extraordinarily clear and yeah. extraordinarily precise. No discrepancies. Right. Deposits are, are managed, you know, properly. Closings are managed properly. Terms are managed properly. There's the so big, many um, different things that are, are going to benefit buyers and sellers, protect buyers and sellers, protect them. A, that's what it, that's what it's about. Honestly, the truth is by the time a lawyer gets your contract and they know this, first of all, lawyers are making peanuts. Lawyers used to get paid a percentage basis. And then they all started undercutting each other until now they've, it was a race to the bottom. A lawyer might make a hundred bucks off of your sale. That's why they need to do thousands a year in their firm in order to actually have a business. So when that lawyer looks at your contract for a hundred dollars, how much work do you think they're really doing? What, what level of, of review do you really think that a, a real estate lawyer is doing? I'm not, I'm not shitting on lawyers. It's no. Just and they the have a, and they have the errors in emissions insurance. And, and their law clerk is doing most of it anyways. Right. But, it, but the bottom line is, you cannot expect that your lawyer is going to bail you out. So who's in charge of your contract? The realtor. The guy who might've sold one or two houses in the last two years. The guy who might've just got his license. The guy How who many- sells houses in Barrie and now is helping you in London, Ontario. 
right? And, and listen, TK, you're, you're the best agent I know, but how many times has the girl or the guy in your office said, Hey, you gotta like, you missed a signature here. Somebody 100%. missed a signature here. The human like, error. Human yeah. error. Or you, you this we didn't all, get dated over here. Right. And this is one of the things that it will hopefully eliminate. Now the, the real, it's a lot easier in a lot of other industries because as you know, and I know, and most of our listeners know, there are a lot of different ways to slice up real estate and to make a deal. And it's one of the most creative industries, uh, especially when you're, you're, you're near the top of the industry, you can come up with some pretty interesting ways of putting deals together and, those come out of the process, you know, that, those come out of the back and forth and things that arise in Variance a deal, and, and right? Different things, yeah. So, so, I mean, it will probably be much easier and heavier, if that's a word, adopted in like the residential space and condos and new construction. Start with new it construction. will be, yeah. Start with That's easy. It's like, yeah. check these boxes. There's yeah. no negotiating. It's like, yeah. Bye now. Let's go. Done. There you go. Problem solved. We know what we we know what we're dealing with. Everything's you know above. Oh, board. I wish I knew somebody working on something cool like that. That would be and, so good. And 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 every and everything would also be um, more regulated, right? Like again, you got your realtor who's writing clauses about what they think should be or shouldn't be in a contract. Someone who. Yeah. Yeah. May or may not even conditional have conditional education. Upon the, uh, oh, I don't know what to put here. Uh, let's just you know write. The, if it's Wednesday, then we got a deal. If it's not a Wednesday, then we don't got a deal. Let's. How do we? How do we write that together? And I'm not shitting on realtors on either. Lawyer I'm, just, I'm just giving you the reality of it. My, myself included. We're we're coming up with things based on the circumstances that may or may not be putting the client in more hot water than they should. And maybe we all get lucky 99% of the time, but there's definitely cases where it doesn't go that well. And smart contracts will eliminate all of it. All of it. All of the issues. There will be no more, this person said this, or that person said that. There will be- this My is interpretation is the this. blockchain has it registered. There's Boom. thousands of other verifications. This has been unedited. This is the term of the contract. And those funds that you've already got placed through some sort of electronic means, because most likely it'll be a fiat currency for the, for the meantime. In the meantime, um, those I'm funds are already you, allocated. See you I'm later. so proud of you. I feel I feel like I'm watching my son growing up in front of my eyes. Look at I'm you talking about everything properly and actually it. describing it all very well. Look at you. I'm in it. TK Butler, the crypto king. Meta mayor. Maybe not. Maybe the not. Meta mayor. The mayor of anyone's, the metaverse. If anyone's got a uh, quest to Oculus and they want to join Daryl and I in some adventures, uh, hit us up in the comments and we'll set it up. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of fun in VR these days. But yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, if anybody's still listening, <laughs> hit us check, up. Check us out. Right, yeah, Daryl, thanks very much. Have a great Sunday. Great yeah. Sunday show again. Just the two of us. We've got uh, Tom Story next week. Oh, nice. Tom Story. And oh, we've got some other guests lined up, which is great for the rest of December. And now we're booking into January. And uh, just waiting on Urban Zen Girl to uh, decide what day we're going to have. One of, the f we'll keep one of our spot. initial listeners and subscribers 
one of our favorite people in the comments, has agreed to come on the show. And I'll tell you, she knows real estate, man. She does. You should check out her Twitter account. She goes under Queen. I forget what it is. Hold on one sec. She's all justice underscore queen. Man, and she knows yeah. everything. She is all over Toronto real estate. It re she really should have the show called Toronto Real Estate Show. And as of right now, this show is called the Toronto Real Estate Show. As of right now. Yes. So get ready a for guess. a surprise. That would be a good guest to have. That would be a great right. guest. While you enjoy your Sunday. I will, I will do my darndest. All you right. enjoy your Sunday. New on Curiosity Stream, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.